All right, so the press conference yesterday, let's just walk through some of the myth-busting that they were attempting to do yesterday and some of the discussions they had. They started with the fact that this is not strictly a problem being seen in the big cities. Throughout the pandemic, people living in rural areas of the province have been more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19 than people living in large urban areas. Since February of this year, hospitalization rates are 26% higher and ICU rates are 30% higher in rural areas than in urban ones. Some of these areas are reporting rates higher than Calgary and in some cases rates that are two times higher than Edmonton. The point here is no one's to blame for COVID and no region is. The point is simply this is this is not an urban versus rural issue. It's clear that COVID-19 is everywhere in the province and people's lives matter just as much no matter where they live, where they come from. Okay, so that was the situation that the Premier was trying to make clear. Okay, we keep hearing that rural areas say they're being unfairly treated because they don't have the cases that the cities have. The Premier saying, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. There are some cases that are seeing just as many problems when it comes to um, COVID cases and uh, in rural areas, and some of those rural cases end up in the city uh, on the ICUs that we keep talking about. ICUs was another one that they talked about, and um, the Premier again saying, hey, right now it's at a crisis level. 186 of them are in intensive care. These 186 Albertans are critically ill with COVID-19, and that's a record high uh, for the pandemic in Alberta. Many of these are people who are sedated because they're on respirators, unable to breathe on their own, and who cannot have any human contact except through layers of PPE. Um, he also had with him Alberta Health Services CEO Dr. Verna Yu saying the healthcare system is more stressed right now than it ever has been. Over the past month, the number of people with COVID needing ICU care has increased by more than 100%. Overall ICU capacity across Alberta would be above 140% if we had not opened an additional 106 beds on top of our pre-pandemic ICU capacity at about 170 beds across the zones. And she says, yes, we do have that capacity. And as we know, there are other arrangements being made. Pandemic response units, such as the Butterdome site in Edmonton, have been created to support additional inpatient capacity if required. As well as the Butterdome site and the sprung structure at the Peter Lougheed Hospital in Calgary, we are constructing pandemic response units in shelled space at the K Edmonton Clinic in Edmonton and at the South Health Campus in Calgary. These care spaces are going to be kept in reserve as part of our responsible contingency planning, and they are currently not needed. And then she went on to say the fact of the matter is we have the beds, we have the space, we don't have the staff. That's the issue. And as we're having this discussion, I get this text saying, Shay, glad to hear that you all believe the people that have probably never set foot in a hospital during the pandemic to get a true snapshot of what's really going on and not the nurses and the doctors who are saying different. Are those nurses and doctors lying? Are they conspiracy theorists? What do they have to gain from not being honest about things not being that bad? So that was the point I was making. Um, You can present all the evidence in the world to some people and it, it, it won't change hearts and minds. It won't. It just won't. I mean, the evidence has been available for over a year, right? You've all heard from the doctors working in the ERs and the ICU saying, this is what's going on. You've got the CEO of Alberta Health Services coming out saying, this is what going, is going on. We're building field hospitals at the Butterdome and down at the South Calgary um, Health Center. This is happening. No, it's not. No, it's not. The ICUs aren't full. 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Let's go to Wayne. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Hi, Jay. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, 
the other question I think a lot of people will have to ask is, why does Alberta Health Service have a, budget, a large budget where two-thirds of it goes to administration and one-third goes to operating hospitals? I mean, in the private sector, you would have a quarter of your operating budget going to administration and the other three-quarter going to production or to where the work is, right? Right, okay. And and you look at and it keeps getting worse every year. You look at Dina Hinshaw, she makes $340,000 a year as a doctor and as a chief medical doctor. And then you start looking at the CEOs or the vice presidents and presidents of the uh, AHS, and they're, what they make is astronomical. And then, of course, everybody's building their own little empires. I think it's time for a restructure or to go through AHS top level and with a with a knife and make cuts. Well, Wayne, how long have we talked about that, right? How long have we talked about taking a closer look at where we spend money when it comes to healthcare? Because we spend a tremendous amount of money. We spend more than any other province. Um, do oh, we yeah. get the outcomes for it? I mean, this has been a discussion that's been going on for years and years and years and years, but it's never been advanced. And I think it's a, an issue with the politicians because they don't want to uh, step on a lot of toes. Mind you, you know, and then, of course, the uh, nurses are upset with the loss of jobs, which is fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be, too, if I was an, working as a nurse. And the fact is, is that the, the amount of administration that goes on inside AHS is so redundant that you could get by with it a third, maybe half as much as what they have now. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how that would break down. I appreciate the call, Wayne. I don't know uh, exactly how the numbers shake down in terms of Alberta Health Services. I haven't looked at their budget, but, uh, you know, he makes a point in terms of that's been something that's been talked about for a really long time around here, right? We, we've, we've talked about the fact that the administrative costs and, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about the healthcare system, if you're talking about post-secondary education, if you're talking about uh, the teachers, sir, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you start talking about any of these big crown corporations, one of the first things that they look at is, well, we can do it cheaper, we can do it, we can do it cheaper, but we never do. Um, so that's a fair discussion. And when you're looking at the fact that you're in the healthcare system, provide healthcare, are we getting the outcome for the money that we spend? When you take a look at how much we spend versus other jurisdictions in the country, we do pay more than everybody else. Is it worth it? Is what we get worth the money that we spend?